Let's do it. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to a noisy hallway in the Lincoln Stars Icebox Concourse as we record this week's episode of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Gene, here with me as always. I'm BA. Uh, Gene, uh, two games this weekend against uh, one of the top teams in the West last year, the Anderson Cup champions, and uh, they did not look like uh, defending Anderson Cup champions as the Stars whooped on them this weekend. They did, but they haven't looked any different than anybody else to that's the stars have played this year with the exception of maybe Sioux Falls, but I'm not saying they look bad, but, but Lincoln, I don't know. I think you were, you were indisposed on Friday night and weren't here, but it was a weird vibe coming into the game on Friday night. Not really sure what the deal was, but it just was, it was just kind of eerie. The, the crowd was okay, but the atmosphere was just a little off. Maybe it's because it was country night. I just kind of had a bad feeling. Even texted my wife up in double A and was like, I don't know, this just feels weird. But guess what? It wasn't weird. All of a sudden, we're up, I think, 3 nothing, and despite the weird vibe, I, the team even, Maybe the weird vibe was a good vibe, though. Oh, that could be. After last year going, what, 9-1? and one? And the one was when they had all their studs seated because they were already like you know had clinched, clinched yeah, the Anderson up, Cup by about 15 points locked in the like playoffs that. ready to go had the first round by difference so. between those roller bag kids that one's about eight the one before that was 18 yeah there's two of them that were about 18 and well uh, <laughs> yeah. you need to carry your bags like men boys that's all i gotta say yeah you know the thing that i was a little worried about and we talked about this repeatedly last year was that we just played a completely different style of hockey against tri-city than we did anybody else in the league last year. There was We weren't physical with them at all. We played scared of them. Now, we certainly weren't playing scared of them Friday night, but there was zero physicality at all. I don't you know if there is an official hit tracker someplace, uh, it doesn't show up. I don't know. Maybe you should be the official stat keeper and uh, record some hits Score for us. Score hits? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. With everything else going on. I'd be, I'd be recording a hit or something and the ref would need a, a puck chucked at him and wow. there wouldn't be one there. But anyway, all of a sudden, midway through the second period, even though we were already kind of, I, I don't know that you can never say you have a, the game already in hand midway through the second period against Tri-City, but I, you know, it was never really a contest after we're scoring goals in bunches. I know. And I was, I was a little worried about where we were going to get our offense from. I didn't think we were going to score a lot of goals and well. That's what we're doing right now. Six hey, goals, we, six goals, both nights this weekend. Uh, six goals, four times in yeah. six games so far this week. So this it's year. it's been a lot of scoring, and hopefully they can keep that momentum up and uh, continue the uh, the onslaught of of goals because I I didn't know where they were going to come from, but I didn't they're really, coming from all different places right I, now. I didn't really check the stats. Uh, meant to today, just didn't get a chance to. I know going into the game on Friday night, we had allowed. Fewer goals than any other team. So not only were we averaging about four per, we were we were we'd only give it up two per. Uh, that's a little bit different because you know we gave up a six pack over the weekend, but scored twelve, scored a twelve pack. Ba, we scored a twelve pack and only gave up a six pack. Yeah, not, nothing wrong with that. Is that domestics or is that cucumber mint or? 
one of those flavored. I don't know. We're a blue collar team, so let's go. Uh, let's PBR. Go, yeah, PBR. Hams. Maybe some Schlitz. Some Schlitz. There we go. Falstaff. Yeah, there you go. Which one was which one was brewed in Omaha? Was it Schlitz or Falstaff? I think it's Falstaff. Yeah. So we got to go. Well, no. I don't know. We're going to have to come up with uh, a sweat sock brewery that originated in like Buckhorn. <laughs> or beer. You're probably beer. not old enough to remember beer. The white can with just beer on the Duff. side of it. There we go. <laughs> Some black label. But yeah, six, six games. If we can continue to find a way, three straight games with, this, with six goals. Uh, if we can continue scoring six goals a game, if we keep putting Western Conference goal numbers, I'm sorry, Eastern Conference goal numbers, but playing defense like a, a Western Conference team, it's going to be a good year. So I pulled up our goals for and against per game, and, and we actually lead the league. And, well, no, never mind. Well, uh, but uh, Chicago's uh, got more games than well, anybody. Yeah, but if you're looking like uh, as a game, goals for game average, we lead the league with uh, five goals a game. Uh, goals for 30, goals against 11. So, uh, so it must have been before Saturday night's game that I was looking at, and we'd only allowed three or eight goals through through five games. Yeah, we average uh, 1.83 goals against a, a game, which is it's really damn good if you ask me. Yeah, when you talk about scoring in bunches, the other thing we have is I believe, if I remember what Mr. Norman said on the broadcast the other night, we now have... Oh, what is it? Four straight games where we've had where we've had somebody score at least two goals. The other night we had uh, Lukey, who scored two of them in the first period, had a chance for a Hattie the night before that. Lutke had uh, two in the first game. He had two in the first game. Uh, we also had on Friday night, trying to remember who somebody had had two on Friday night as well. The internet's Ollie, not working. Ollie very, had two oh, on Friday right. night. Uh, speaking of Friday night, I don't know. So, again, since you were gone, uh, Daniel Sambuco started the night as the extra forward. I'm not really sure what happened. I didn't see exactly what happened, but uh, Klavs Weinberg's. I heard he got left. banged up a little bit. I was I was he, I was watching the broadcast while I was at the racetrack, and he left. He left and never returned. And they moved Sambuco from the extra skater up there to be the left wing on that line with with uh, Brennan Ali and. Is it Mangan, maybe? I think so, yeah. Um, boy, they were good. They looked fantastic that night. Uh, Sambuku got a goal. Ali got two goals. And, just, and Mangan got uh, Mangan, one goal. Mangan got one. They just, you know, scoring in bunches, scoring in waves. Um, multiple people scoring a lot. Remember last year we had that one series where it was three games in a row with, I think, four Hatties in three games? Yeah, it was, it was not a, and that was not a bad week. They're probably getting everybody a chance to recoup their hat stock. Yeah, that, and that's probably, I mean, well, Tanner would have scored his in Tri-City, and you know damn well they wouldn't have thrown any hats out there for, for a Stars player. But uh, it did not look like a big crowd out there in Tri-City, so I'm guessing half of those fans were probably Stars fans anyway. anyway so. Could be. That's interesting, right? The night, it's opening night out there. They're celebrating not only their new team, but their brand-new ice that I think uh, – was there not even a week a, old? Not, I'm not sure it was more than two <laughs> days old. I think they highlighted it on Friday, uh, but then they also, you know, celebrate the Anderson Cup. They do everything else, and there's like eight people in the building. Yeah, it was definitely a very sparse crowd. They said 1,300, but uh, 
tickets sold. I think that was 1,300, including players, uh, staff, um, Zamboni drivers. Well, it's got to be hard. I'm not sure if the Lopers played at home the other night, but the Husker game was going head-to-head with it. I'll be uh, honest with you. Really much well, I'll be honest with you. I was watching the Stars and not watching I, the yeah, Huskers. I was not watching watching the Huskers by any means. I had the Stars game going on, and uh, the daughter was watching Stranger Things on the uh, computer. I was following the Huskers by way of Twitter because it was bad, all bad. The week before that, I'm sitting there on the couch watching that game against Rutgers. And at the end, my, my watch is telling me, you haven't moved in 20 minutes, but your heartbeat is at 120 <laughs> beats a minute. And I'm thinking, I really don't want to care as much as I obviously care. Yeah, it's, it's Husker football. Who cares about Husker football? Yeah, well, guess what, BA? I was 35 or 37 years old the first time we did win at least nine games and won five natties in that time. Covered. I was a, uh, when we won the national championships in 94, 95, I was a, uh, a beverage uh, hawker. Were you? Walking up and down the, stair- the stairs of Memorial Stadium slinging Cokes. I was standing in the in the south end zone for all of those and the 97 one. And the best so. part about the slinging the Cokes was I got paid to be there. I got a free pass to anywhere in the stadium. So uh, it, was, it was a good time. I hear you. That was, that was kind of my thing too. So I really hope at some point that we get back to that. More than anything, I hope that we, we return the Anderson and, and or the Clark Cup to this which one would you rather have? Which one would I rather have? I mean, have? you got to go for the Clark. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I probably would rather have Clark because it's it's more, it seems to be more stressful, and that probably brings a little more with it just because of the stress that goes with it. Boy, did that sound quality change. Do you hear a buzz? I do not. Well, yeah, I, I do. I do hear a buzz. You sure it's not from the machine behind us? I think it might be the uh, the uh, pop machine behind us going off. So that could be. You're gonna have to edit this stuff out, or we're gonna sound like those guys from Omaha that just like go get drinks. And no, I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> just <laughs> let the let the recording run. Yeah, just let it run. Go use the bathroom, or yeah, you know, I'll be right back. Go out and mow the lawn, and then come back in and make some iced tea and sit down. Although it's supposed to be, I think, 15 degrees tonight, so days of mowing the lawn are. Coming, right, to, yeah. coming to a close. Coming to the end real quick. Hey, you know, something Something else about this team is that we continue to excel on the PK. Um, once we decide or once we figure out the power play, which hasn't – it seems like they get a lot of chances but not scoring a lot of goals yet. They Well, they added Tony back in who came back last week. Um, he, you know, last year – well, I think this is what, what Klops is supposed to do is stand over there and hit those bombs from the, from the right dot. He'd be the new uh, Dalton, the Norris, new Dalton the new, Norris, the new kaboom. Yep. Tony uh, scored his first goal in his, what, second game back the other night, but he, he's not a, a 1T guy. He tends to circle around and try to catch the puck on the move and, and walk in a little bit. Uh, so that looked pretty good, but I will tell you that they moved to the other side – uh, you got Mason out there. You got Ali out there. It's it, it's going to come together. It's not it's not firing all cylinders yet, but it's going to get there. It's starting to look like it's coming together. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Mason there. You mentioned Tony there, uh, and we we talked about it last week. Uh, look for the announcement of the Stars captains and and our leadership leadership group, and that was announced. Uh, we were pretty spot on with with our with our picks. Uh, Mason Marcellus got the captain. Uh, Antonio Fernandez and Dougie Grimes both got assistance, so uh, not bad picks from us. Agreed. I absolutely agree. I think that it was uh, 
I don't know. You just you just watch if you paid attention over the first over the first few games. The, the people, the guys that were interacting with the refs, the guys that were kind of leading leading the show. Speaking of Dougie Grimes, we have a mystery. We do have a mystery. Uh, he and somebody from Tri City were sent packing with uh, misconducts with like 39 seconds left to go on Saturday night. Watch the replay. You can't really tell other than Victor just all of a sudden points to the door. Um, so I'm going to have to do a little sleuthing. To yeah, see if I Antonio can Fernandez out. got a misconduct there after his, uh, after his goal. You um, know what I was thinking about after that? He, you know what I would do if I, were, if I were Rocky or if I were one of those guys from last year? Think about, I keep having flashbacks of the New Year's Eve game when they pounded us like 9-zip or 7-zip, something like that, and how they would skate by our bench and do the old open the shirt to say, oh, look at me, I'm Superman thing, and... You know, there's no way whatever Tony did the other night. I there had yeah, there like, was either a gesture or something said, and well, you know how uh, Victor and his shiny new whistle. Yeah, go. It, I just, I mean, I get it. I bet Rocky's, I bet Rocky's of the same mind. Is just let your, just let your play do yeah. your talking. One thing I love about things that he's talked about is. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're going to rectify some situations, we're gonna do it in our home barn because I'm not gonna sell tickets for somebody else's barn. Um, well, there was a little scrap there at Tri City that sold some tickets uh, with uh, with Mo and um, God, what's the name? Number twenty four. Doyak. Doyak. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> and uh, sorry that, to say, uh, Doyak so- comes off thinking he's. Uh, Mr. Tough Guy raising the arms, but uh, he got pumped. Yeah, it's kind of like Hagen, a, Hagen took it to him. It's kind of like a defensive back, isn't it? That goes out there and the quarterback hits the receiver in the arms, and and uh, the guy drops it, and the D backs. Oh three man, steps that was behind all me. Look at me. Gets up Here and we does go. The incomplete passing. It's like just you didn't do anything, shut up, bud. Shut up and go back to the. Shut up and go back to the huddle. Yep. So uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be with our, our guest that I, you know, we failed to mention our guest, but uh, Mason Marcellus is going to be joining us. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Mason. All right, guys, welcome back to Thunderstruck. You're on official Lincoln Starts podcast. We are now joined on the phone by uh, the new captain of your Lincoln Starts, Mason Marcellus. It sounds like you're uh, just finished up a round of golf, man. Isn't it a little cold to be out there at the golf course right now? Yeah, it's a little nippy out today, but I mean, it was, it was good. Got to play with Coach Nellis, so it was fun. Where'd you play? Uh, Highlands, of course. The it's really I- nice. The Islands? Highlands. Oh, Highlands. Highlands. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of the Lynx style courses here in town, so you didn't even have a windbreak. I don't know how windy it was, but you picked, uh, no. picked one with a lot of, not a lot of protection. What's your favorite? You've been here a year and a half. What's your favorite course to play in town? Um, I mean, Pioneers is nice because it's close to where I live, but uh, I really like Highlands. It was, it was nice today. If it wasn't so cold, I think it would have been better, but uh, it was a really nice course. Did you, uh, did you make any money off the, off the round today? No. I, <laughs> luckily, I wouldn't have made any if we bet, so I'm happy we didn't. <laughs> right on. So, talk about the captain, man. Congratulations. That's that's uh, great news. Big news. We, we had a... I'm sure you're an avid listener of the old podcast here, but we talked last week about that you had to be, we thought you were in the running for a C, and if not a C, the A. So what did you think about when you, when you found that out? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a huge honor. I mean, like, I couldn't really imagine it, like a few years ago, being a captain of a USHL team. So it's kind of, 
it's still kind of coming to me. It's crazy. Um, it, it means a lot that the boys picked me too. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. Mace, when you, what what does what does being the captain mean? What all responsibility comes with that? Um, I think the main thing is kind of Rocky talks about is being a bridge between um, like the coaches and the players, and just being able to talk to the coaches about how the guys are feeling that week. Maybe we're all like under the weather with a cold or just stuff like that, and then. Um, with the players aspect, like I, my second year with coach Rocky. So maybe some guy thinks Rocky's being hard on them and I can just like talk to him a bit and be like, just means he cares about you and, uh, just means he wants the best for you. And just kind of being a bridge between the coaches and players. Now that you got that C on you, um, and you talked about, you know, being that bridge, does that change anything? Do you have to add that to to the way you're leading before? Because obviously before you got that C on there at the beginning of the year, you could definitely tell you were one of the leaders on the ice. So uh, does that, like I said, does that change the way you approach the game or anything like that now? Um, not too much. I mean, I think I have a really good relationship with all the coaches already, so I don't think it'll be too difficult. Um, and, I mean, obviously with all the guys, they're like, like my best friend so it's easy to talk with everyone um but yeah like for my game it doesn't really change i mean i guess there is maybe a little more eyes on me so i have to be more responsible and stuff but uh no i think it's uh, i think it's all gonna be good and if i do have to change it's, uh, it's gonna be changed for the better it seems like rocky z and art are all really good got really good coaches to play for too is that is that just uh yeah. appearances or no no they're they're the best. I mean, it's you've got a little bit of everything with them all, um, but I mean, you put them all together, and it makes an unbelievable coaching staff. We're uh, we're really fortunate to have them. It seems like you have high expectations, but it also seems like you. And when I say you, it seems like Rocky establishes this is what our expectations are, and then it's up to you guys to to work to meet them. He talks repeatedly about the process. And um, yeah. seems like Art and Z absolutely complement that. Um, is, is that an accurate assessment? Yeah. Uh, like you said, Rocky does talk a lot about the process because he knows we can't play 62 like unbelievable games. So that there's going to be some tough games and tough shifts in every game and stuff. So just trusting like our process and not being results driven is something he always says. But yeah, we uh, like you said, I think we do have really high expectations for this year. I think our group is looking really, really good, and we just have to make sure that we are we're peaking at the right time and just kind of staying steady the whole year of being being a dominant team. You wait, you mean you're not going to ever you're not going to continue to score six goals per all season long? Uh, I think we should. I mean, it, it looks good. If everyone gets points, I'm sure we like it. So we'll do our best to keep trying that. Yeah, I'll take points night every night. I mean, I, yeah, definitely. Honestly, played six games and you've scored six in in six and four of them, four in the other one. So uh, yeah, yeah, that six. <laughs> we were just talking a little bit earlier, Mace, about you keep you keep scoring points like Eastern Conference team and playing defense like a Western Conference team. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be an unbelievable year if we can keep this up. No but, doubt. Uh, yeah, I'm faithful enough. So tell talk. Talk a little bit about, 
I don't want you to compare teams. I just want you to talk about your experience early last year to early this year. Um, how much? How much is that first year? Getting that first year out of the way. BA talks all the time about this is a, a second year league, and you really take big strides. Yeah, I mean, I'm noticing like early on because last year early on it it takes like. 10, 15 games to really kind of get used to this league because everyone in this league is so, like, so, so good. It's so deep uh, through the first and fourth line. Everyone is so good. So it takes um, a little bit to get used to that where I'm kind of noticing with all the guys that have played games in this league before are already kind of used to it and are used to the the compete level and how hard you actually have to work um, in order to play in this league and have success in this league. So having that first year under my belt is uh, definitely helping me right now. Um, I've, I've definitely noticed it. What's your strategy when you, I mean, you got some really young kids. You got Adam Kleber, who's 16. He's got to be the youngest kid in the league, I believe. You got Sparks. You got Carter Davis. You got, I mean, you got several 16, 17-year-old kids out there, and the grind is just starting. And do you look for certain things with them to say, hey, keep your chin up keep plugging away it's going to be it's a long season this is one game or it's one period or it's one shift or something like that uh yeah for sure i definitely i mean i know when i was their age i would focus on the little things a lot like oh i just had a bad shift i'm having a bad game type thing where um dougie and i are really really kind of working on talking with all the younger guys and being like hey like it's one shift doesn't have to snowball into two bad shifts like just keep focusing on, I mean, it comes back to the process and just trust, trust in what you do and just keeping them positive and just, you know, we have like a really close friendship with everyone. So everybody knows we're not saying anything bad to them or I mean, chirping them anything and just keeping positive with them and which I think is working so far, but like you said, it is a long year. So we'll have to keep working on it. You, you mentioned there that you got a good friendship with all, with all the guys on the team. Besides your hours and hours of practice that you guys have on the ice, what are some of the things you guys have done off the ice to get that bonding experience going? Um, we have poker nights. We have a lot of poker nights where pretty much all the guys come through. And they, they get pretty competitive and rowdy, which is just like something that brings us closer. And I mean, at my house, we have movie night like two or three times a week. So we're always looking for new movies to watch. And it's, uh, it's cool to like bond because... I, I at first whenever I came to junior I was like yeah I'm gonna see my team all the time and then maybe I'm gonna want some me time but this year I'm seeing them from the minute I wake up to till I go to bed. All right, you mentioned poker yeah. nights, so we're we're gonna say there's no uh, illegal gambling going on, and movie night. What's the best movie you guys watched so far? Um, I mean, I already saw it before, but we watched Interstellar. It's I think it's the best movie of all time. It's unbelievable. It's, uh, we it's also stellar. watched the movies. Fight Club, Interstellar, yeah, yeah, it's stellar. Interstellar is a stellar movie. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> that was it a, is. It's real that good. was a dad joke, Mason. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't hear all of it. <laughs> that's, that's probably lucky for you. You didn't hear all of it. <laughs> hey, tell me about Euchre Night at the Greeley Legion. Is that a big deal back home? You just hang up on him. I just hit the eject button on him. Jesus Christ, Gene, you had one job. Hello. I hit the eject button on you. So I was trying to uh, bring up a new, another screen on my phone to tell you all about Euchre Night at the Greeley Legion. Oh, uh, gotcha. 
Yeah, Euchre Night. I've played Euchre, but I've never been to uh, Euchre Night. Seems like it's a big deal. It's eight bucks or five bucks, I think, entry fee. Um, you get prizes that buys you eight games. I just figure, you know, that was kind of the thing to do back home. Starts, I think, runs from August through through March, something like that, every Wednesday night. Uh, well, I haven't been been home in August and March for the last, like, five years so <laughs> now, now you know what you're missing were you home for canada day yeah. last year i was not you weren't so you didn't get to go to the pancake feed either anything like that no we had we had main camp for on canada day oh that's right i forgot about yeah. that yeah yeah well, we're just trying to keep you here full-time ace we're trying to show you that you know <laughs> he's a full-time lincoln resident now yep there you go exactly hey what's the best thing that randy and nancy feed you I need to steal some recipes. Um, I mean, it's kind of generic, but we have Taco Tuesday, and I love tacos, so it's it's my favorite meal for sure. So you, I just I could eat tacos every day. All right, Taco Tuesday. We back in my family, we have a taco eating contest when we have Taco Night. Is do you guys do that Ooh. there? What's the record? Uh, we don't do that, but Keith and I always kind of compete about who eats more. Because if he like if he doesn't eat as much as as me, I'm just gonna. I always tell him like, oh, you're gonna lose weight, and I chirp him for that. Then I'll be able to wait room him in the on the ice. So I will no say, competition, I will say, my younger cousin, she has the record with 16 tacos. How many? 16. And we have a rule that a taco what? has to, it cannot be meat and cheese. So it has to be meat, cheese, and two other toppings on it, whether it be lettuce, tomato, onions, tomatoes, whatever. It cannot just be meat and cheese. But 16 of those bad boys. Sixteen. Yeah. Hey, Mason. I think I've had like eight, maybe, <laughs> and I thought that was a lot. No offense intended here, but Keats has stayed at my house a few times. I think you got your work oh. cut out for you trying to eat out eat that kid. I know that guy's always eating, but I mean that's kind of his downfall. Sometimes he'll eat a snack before dinner. So then at dinner, it looks like I eat more than him, so it works. Oh, there you go. Well, just uh, don't tell him about the taco eating contest until after he's had that snack, then drop it in his lap. There you go. Yeah, seriously. All right. I don't know if any of us are getting 16, though. Yeah, it it was a a rarity. She hasn't been able to do it since, so. Did he tell you she weighs (laughs) 78 pounds? Yeah, she's a scrawny girl, too. She's like Joey Joey Chestnut hammering, hammering down hot dogs at 105 pounds. Holy smoke. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, I think she was training for it because she wanted the record. <laughs> she didn't eat the rest That's of the week. Awesome. Didn't eat the rest no, of the week. Oh, Probably not. No, but <laughs> tied me over for a month. Yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I, I love it. Keith and I always—that's our late night snack. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We always come out at night and have a bowl. That nothing wrong with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can tell you that. All of a sudden, there seems to have been an alternate at my house. We've gone from Cinnamon Toast Crunch to Cinnamon Life because it's healthier. Mikey likes it. Cinnamon Life? Yep, Cinnamon Flavored Life Cereal. Huh. Mason's too too young to get the Mikey likes it reference there. Another dad joke. Well, he's also Canadian, so (laughs) I don't know if if Mikey Mikey's in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know a Mikey. So would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man? Um, I would rather be Spider-Man. And you know the wise guy. And he has, like, all the sick friends. But, I mean, I guess Batman has, like, 
I don't know who his, his friends are. I think I know more about Spider-Man, and that's why. Well, he's got Spidey sense, too. Yeah. There's I have two- Spider-Man pajamas, too. Oh, nice. You wear Spider-Man pajamas, and Keats wears Batman pajamas? Yeah. No, Keats just wears hot dog pajamas. He's always thinking about food. <laughs> <laughs> so would you rather uh, be invisible or uh, be able to read minds? Um, I think I'd rather be invisible because you could just like hang around that person and then it's pretty much like reading their mind because they're going to tell somebody. See, I was There's always gossip. Going I was, on. I was going with the invisible that way. You can just hang around in front of the goalie and just knock in pucks all day long. Oh, true. I could just like disappear and then show up behind the D and get a breakaway. There you go. All right. I think the last one for you, Mace, is it's Princess Night this this Saturday night against Desmondes here in the Icebox. Who's your favorite princess? Mm-hmm. My princess knowledge is very limited. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ariel. Oh, now we got to drop an E. You didn't even say it. B.A. just dropped an F. He's a, he I don't think anybody big, heard it. He must just be a big Ariel <laughs> fan, too. You don't like Ariel, B.A.? No, I love Ariel. That's, that was uh, that's my daughter's favorite. Well, it was my daughter's favorite movie oh. when she was little, so we watched it all the damn time. So nice. he gave you he gave you, he gave you major props right there yeah. for Ariel. Nice. So, all right, Mace. Well, you guys are off to a rocking start. I know it's incredibly early in the season. You're six games in, so you're oh, only, a, only a tenth of the way through the season. But, uh, you know, if we can get ten points out of every six games, uh, it'll, it'll look good a couple months from now. So... Keep, keep them in shape in the locker room. Oh, by the way, have you guys officially selected a, a winner, winner, chicken dinner song yet? Um, we played Uptown Funk. Actually, Rocky sent it to Dougie and I and said, possible win song. And we played that uh, on Saturday night. And it seemed to, to be a pretty good hit. Okay. Seemed to work. Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Right on. Uptown Funk it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, B.A., let's uh, get the Uptown Funk out of here. Let's do it. Thanks a lot, Mason, for joining us. (laughs) Thanks, Mace. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. Once again, that was Mason Marcellus, your new captain of your Lincoln Stars, joining us on the program. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back, and uh, we'll preview our one and only game this week. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. they score on the lacrosse move. Makar. Hill, Makar. He scores! Gensel. the goalie score! All were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that <laughs> added. To the, I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has meant sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening 
All right, welcome back to Thunderstruck. You're on official Lincoln Stars podcast. Uh, we have one game this weekend. Uh, Saturday night here at the Icebox. We mentioned it with Mason. It is Princess and Girls Night here at the Icebox. Uh, four tickets. Uh, four tiaras. 65 bucks. Yeah, seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, Dem. So uh, you got a family with some girls in it. Uh, bring them on out to the Icebox and uh, come enjoy some hockey here. Hey, doesn't have to just be girls. No, I mean, boys can wear tiaras too. I, I, I wanted to ask Mason, I go, instead of giving away the, uh, I believe it's the fireman's helmet that they give away at the end of the game, are they going to give away a, a tiara at the, at the first player of the game? They should. That would, that would be good. Yeah, so uh, Des Moines is in the house. Uh, your fifth place, Des Moines Buccaneers, uh, record of 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Um, one, one of their two has been against Sioux City, who continues to have yet to have uh they've got two points on a pair of overtime losses to our good friends from omaha over the weekend uh, they are also one of youngstown's wins uh, the phantoms are i think they were kind of picked to be one of the favorites in the east and maybe they will be by the time it's all said and done but as of as of right now anyway uh there's they're scuffling a little bit over there on the east side of east side of things uh, they've also beat Waterloo. So their two wins on the season are against Sioux City and Waterloo. Uh, goaltending seems to be pretty pretty salty. Um, got better than a 90% save percentage for both of them, but the record's not really showing it yet. That machine is going again. It's driving me nuts. Gotcha. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Des Moines in the house. Uh, a lot of, di- a lot of uh, turnover there in Des Moines. I think they just got a new goalie, I believe I saw on, on the transaction page. I'm not totally for sure. Well, you're looking that up. They got, they got a kid, a, uh, a forward by the name of Lubomir Kupko, who uh, through four game or five games has four goals and an assist. He is from Slovakia. He's a six foot. I'm sorry, he's five eleven, um, 175 pounder. So, actually played, finished the season last year with him. He's got 32 games, 10 goals in 32 games, 12 assists. So. Right now, it seems like goaltending and Cupco are the are the two people we need to watch out for. So on the transaction page, it doesn't it doesn't list the positions. Um, I could be totally wrong um, with with it being a goalie, but they did add a guy, um, dropped a guy. So uh, gotcha. I really don't know much about our, our opponent. It's probably a good thing I'm not a coach because our, our pre scouting report kind of sucks. Yeah, maybe we should have got uh, coach on again. Uh, he's with Omaha now. Are you sure about that? Guarantee it. Okay. Brunito is a win. With, yeah, well, I Omaha. thought I thought that was Matt's brother that was with Omaha, because I went and looked. I was like, did Bruno move to Omaha? And I went to Des Moines, and for sure that we uh, that he we had one a Bruno Toe both places now. But I'll take your word for I it. I don't know. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Uh, so you you know you may you may know fans out there. So you can always message us on our on our Twitter thing. I have a trivia question for you, Gene. Okay. Uh, with Mason being the new captain of the of the Lincoln Stars, when is the last time we had a Stars captain? Two years in a row being the same guy. I need the Jeopardy music going on right now. Chris Fournier. Dominic Shine. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to find out how many captains we had in the history of Lincoln Stars. I know there was a couple years where we had two captains and whatnot, but uh, the records on elite prospects only go back to like 2010, I believe it is. So don't really know how many, how many we've had in the lifetime of Lincoln Stars, but I, I did see that Dominic Shine was the last repeat captain. Okay. Well, I would not have guessed, Mr. Shine. All right. Want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. We got one game. Uh, so, you know, is what it is, right?
It is what it is. So we will see everybody Saturday here at the Icebox for uh, Princess Night as we host the Des Moines Buccaneers. Right on.